Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. So as I reflect on Christmas, on love, on salvation, when I think about these things, Christmas, love, and salvation, I have to think about my my parents. If I think about Christmas, love, and salvation long enough, I have to think about my parents because they introduced me to Christmas, love, salvation. As a preacher, I have numerous Bibles. Perhaps you have numerous Bibles as well. There's two main Bibles that I that I go to often. This is one of them right here. Inside of the cover, it reads... Presented to Cameron Lee Smith, that's me, by Dad and Mom with all our love on Christmas 2003. 20 years I've had this Bible. starting to show its uh, (laughs) wear and tear. And, uh, you know, I've, I've traveled many miles since I've received this Bible 20 years ago, both literally and Spiritually, you know, since I've received this Bible on Christmas 2003. And I'm so thankful to say that through all my dark times, my hard times, my hurts, my hangups, my, my triumphs, my, my trials, my highs, my lows, through it all, the, the love of Jesus, the light of Jesus has remained so faithfully bright in my life. That doesn't mean I was always paying attention to it or noticing it. Sometimes even actively looking away from it. But I can tell you, with my testimony, Jesus has been constant. His light, his love has been there this whole time. And I would not be here without my parents. I wouldn't be here without my wife. I wouldn't be here without the church. I would not be here without Jesus speaking into my life. So yes, in my own life, I can testify. Jesus is life. Jesus is light. Jesus is life. Excuse me, life, light, love, alliterations today. Jesus is the light, the love, and the life. And you know these themes, they're found in John's gospel account. John's gospel account, he's telling the story and the message of of Jesus. And we're going to be in John's account today. And actually, we're going to begin at the end of John's account, if you don't mind. Let me actually take you to almost to the end, John chapter 20. John chapter 20. John gives a purpose statement. This is why he was writing this gospel account, this good news account. John says that these accounts of Jesus are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So did you notice that John is is linking belief and life and Jesus all together? That there's something here that, that belief, trust, faith in Jesus actually yields and points towards Life. We, we are invited to share in the good life of Jesus. We, if we were uh, reading through the book of John, we would finally get to this purpose statement. And it's like, yes, all of this has been pointing to Jesus. And belief in this Jesus, it brings about new life. 
And so now just to toss that out there, let's go back to the beginning of, of John. And no, John doesn't start with the Christmas story, but he starts with the beginning. Going back to John chapter 1, he begins with a poem. He says, in the beginning was the word. That's, uh, that's Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. John is making this claim that Jesus is God. That Jesus is the wisdom, the voice, the, the reason, the agent of creation. It's, it's Jesus. Then he says, in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Because Jesus is God, he too is the life. And it seems like you cannot have life outside of the creator. Every breath that we breathe is a gift from God. God is the source of life. And did you notice that, that John ties life and light together? So there's many voices out there right now, different religious beliefs and philosophies, ideologies. If you're on social media, perhaps you follow an account that gives you some like self-help messaging, right? There's therapeutic moralism, as some uh, you know some people call it. There, there's a lot of stuff out there. We are bombarded by messaging, by all these different voices, okay? Now, the gospel interacts with all of that. It doesn't necessarily work against it. It will encounter what it needs to and, and you know, redeem what it wants. And, the, you know, it doesn't throw it all away. But the gospel, it holds this view that you cannot see the true path outside of the light and light of Jesus. Jesus' light is the light of for everyone. Outside the light and light of Jesus, to use the symbology that John likes to use, outside of Jesus is darkness. The good news is, the light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Jesus shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't shine back, so to speak. If that makes sense. The, the appeal here is this. The best revelation of what life is all about. What it means to be human. It's found in Jesus. And Christmas is the celebration of the arrival of, of this Jesus. The one who can breathe life into dead things. The one who shines bright light into darkness. The one who can bring rebirth. Right in the middle of our life. And so now it's necessary to talk about rebirth. We're going to take a look at John chapter 3 next. So this is a grown-up Jesus story. He's early in his ministry. About 30 years old or so. He's in the city of Jerusalem and he's already causing some fuss. There's a Pharisee who's like a religious leader of, of the day. His name's Nicodemus, and he wants to chat with Jesus at nighttime. 
And so, again, John loves symbolism. You'll notice this if you read John's gospel account. Nighttime, perhaps that's a clue for symbolism. But also, perhaps, you know, as a side note, maybe cancel culture has been around for a really long time. Because Nicodemus, he wants to meet up at nighttime, perhaps doesn't want to be associated with Jesus. Maybe he doesn't want to be canceled. I don't know. That's something for you to chew on. It's nighttime, and he's meeting up with a fellow teacher, Jesus. And Nicodemus says in verse 2, Rabbi, which is the Jewish word for teacher, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with them. All right? Now, the people, they have many teachers, just like you and I. There's so many podcasts and, and sermons available online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. There's so many books, right? That, like, that we have so much access to information. We have, we're, we have so many teachers available to us. Is Jesus just another teacher or is there something deeper going on here? Right? And, and Nicodemus, he's kind of recognizing, all right, seemingly, like, you're way better qualified here. Like, we, we kind of recognize, like, all right, you, you definitely seem to be from God. There, there is something more going on here. And Jesus' response is this. I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. For now, the kingdom of God, it's, it's life as God intended it to be. It's what life looks like when God rules your world. So I just want to pause here. I don't do this super much as a preacher, but if you hang out with me as a teacher long enough, you'll know that I, I like to start drawing diagrams and pictures. And so actually, I'm going to do that right now. I already drew them for you. It's an oversimplification, but this is the way I understand it. I just want to pause from the text real quick. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Heaven and earth. And it, it seems to be it's together. It's, it's in union. And then we have this thing called sin. We're going to just fast track the whole story right here. Sin brings this divorce between heaven and earth. A schism, a chasm, a separation. It's not completely severed, but it's in pretty bad shape. Alienation, disruption. And we understand that there's human space and, and God's space. And, and no human can invade God's space. That's what we, we find out. It's like we, we can't get to God on our own. And this is because humans, we, we are messed up with, with sin and darkness. And we, we just really struggle in our, our old nature. And the message of the Bible is we need a new heart. We need a new heart for a new life. We need new creation. And human space is just battered by brokenness. We think of Joseph and Mary. They, they were just battered by the world that they, they lived in. Life, life was hard for them. Life, life is hard. This world is it's not supposed to be like this. And I'm pretty sure we can just all agree on that. Whatever's going on in the news, our life, our community, like it's not supposed to be like this. We recognize that. But Christmas is this announcement of God coming to us. 
And here, Jesus is saying, if you want to have what we call a heart change, transformation, or in his metaphor, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you need to be born again. Turn back to God. And, and the message of the Bible keeps pointing to Jesus over and over again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the good news is God loves human space so much. Ah, it's, well, that kind of puts us at the center, right? It's, it's the whole creation, the whole cosmos. God loves the whole entire cosmos, the whole world that he sent his son for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There is a loving God who made a good world. And within all the complexities of human decisions and desires and distortions and God continues to love this world. It's a breathtaking love. It is a big love. God loves you. God loves this world. And so in ways that are beyond my, my comprehension, if, if, if humans caused the problem, a human needs to solve the solution, needs to be the solution. And Jesus is that solution. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the one who's going to put all things back together. And what's really cool and awesome is that this solution, this rescue mission, God sent his son out of love, in love. The solution is not condemnation, but it's salvation. When we sing Silent Night, there's actually two big statements in there. Christ, the Savior, is born. That's verse 2. And then Jesus is Lord, even at thy birth. You know, Christmas is the, the arrival of Jesus, the Savior of the world, who is Lord. He's King. He's Master. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Christmas and Christianity in general, it, it's not a message of condemnation, but it's salvation. It is an announcement, this, this good news of salvation. Salvation is available. However, as one theologian, theologian puts it, without the language of sin, the language of salvation doesn't make sense. We could stretch that out. You know, the, the Bible talks about sin as darkness. Without the language of darkness, the language of light doesn't make sense. The Bible talks about sin as like a wound, this festering sore. Without being wounded, the language of healing doesn't make sense. Sense. Eugene Peterson puts it this way. It seems like there's already like this impending death sentence over everyone. You know, old creation leads to destruction. Condemnation doesn't need to happen because it's like it already has. I was trying to think about how to teach about this. 
And this word uh, condemn, I was thinking of a, like a, a building that is set for condemnation. All right? Think of your heart, your life, perhaps as a dilapidated building, right? But on your own, any bit of work that you put into it, it's kind of like putting varnish, <laughs> layers and layers of varnish over decaying wood, rotting wood. But what the gospel and the message of Christianity is doing, it is this invite. It's this announcement. You can trust Jesus. He's a really good carpenter. Wink, wink. He, he is a rebuilder. You can trust the rebuilder to come in and he can do a renovation that only he can do. That's what grace is. Grace is the stuff that God does that only God can do. And this renovation is a free gift to you. If you trust in the rebuilder, your house will no longer be condemned. It will be fit for the kingdom of God. And this is just wild. Jesus brings this. It's a judgment of of light. And the verdict is this. Verse 19 says, light has come into the world. But people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Our dark dilapidated heart it only gives us pretend safety but Christmas says this God's light is here God's amazing love is here God's life is here in the words of Brennan Manning you know Christmas is the promise that the God who came in history is the same God who comes daily to us in mystery. And someday he will come in glory. Jan, you can recall the kids, please. Christmas says this, for God so loved you. For God so loved your neighbor. In Canada, in Mexico. In Israel, and Hamas, in Ukraine, and Russia. And for God so loved the world, at Christmas time, he sent his son, Jesus, the Messiah. In Jesus is life. And this life is the light of all humanity. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. In the darkness, it does not overcome Jesus. So this Christmas... I invite you to believe in the good news, to turn towards Jesus. In Adam, if it's like our head turned away from God, well, Jesus is the new human, and he's turning our heads back. Trust in Jesus. Step into the light. Embrace the love of God. Believe so that you may have life in his name. In the Christian life, it's, it's, it's a series of, of Christmas and Easter's over and over again. Death and resurrection. Death 
and rebirth. Something needs to die so that new life can happen. In other words, it's repentance and belief in this good news. Repent and believe in this good news. That Jesus is here. That Jesus loves you. That Jesus forgives you. Salvation and rebirth. It only comes by faith. You are loved. You are lovable. And you belong. And speaking of belonging, it is with great honor today we welcome three Jesus people to our congregation, our local church family right here in Plymouth Meeting.